Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. Hallelujah. Oh, are you enjoying today's service? Beautiful. We have some testimonies in the house. Amen. Oh, are you excited about testimonies? The louder you clap, the sooner your testimony is coming in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Put your hands together to welcome our sister Modesta to share her testimony with us. Clap for her as she comes on stage. Hallelujah. Oh, come, come this way. Relax. Okay. It's, it's our church. All right, please introduce yourself. Hi, church. No, this side didn't respond. Hi, church. Please, um, my name is Modesta, and okay. I'm from the present service. Wow. Don't, don't, don't worry. Don't. Please, please. It's okay, it's okay. It's okay. I'm also from the first love gospel. First of love gospel. Okay. okay. Modesta, what's your testimony about? So, my testimony is about how God came through for me. Wow, how God came through for you. Yes. What was the problem? So, um, after I got my Ghana card, I decided to um, use it to get my passport, just in case anything pops up. In, in case anything, may something pop up in your life. Some of you have done your passport about 10 years now, you've renewed it, nothing has popped up. But God is changing your story, Amen. I did everything, registered, I registered, went for, and then decided to go for the picture. They called me to come for the picture. Okay. So when I went there, the guy vetted me and then took me to take the picture. So when he took my birth certificate, he said that I can't take the picture because my BC is wrong. My name is Modeste J. Sahine. So my surname is AJ Sahine. Okay. But then he said he can't take the picture because the one on my bed set is Sahine J. Hey. Somebody say hey. So what happened? So they went to see the head, and then as soon as the guy saw me, he got angry, took the paper, and then told me to leave. And that because we just come there to come and tell them how to do their work, just because we are educated. I didn't do anything to the guy. I just don't know why he was treating me that way. So I went out and I called my mom and I told her about it. And I was crying. I was so oh. anxious because I know how stressful it is to go back and yeah. do everything. But I didn't want to waste time and then like be stressed out. So I decided to go and do a new um, birth certificate okay. with the correct name arrangement. And then they corrected it for me a month later and then I had to go back for the picture. I did everything. He gave me the receipt and I came back. I was supposed to take a picture of the receipt and send it to the guy for them to print it. So this after you are taking the picture, the picture at the passport office? Yes. He gave you a receipt and yes. then you came back? Yes. So on my way, I decided to cross-check my name and I checked it. And then the name was still Sahine J. Modesta. 
uh, after you have done a new birth certificate new birth now they have again. made a mistake they have made a mistake again and my name was still sang Nijay. so i was sh- i was in town in the middle of time i didn't know if I, I was to go back or i was to go home or call the guy and then i called the, the guy and i was like the name is still wrong mm. is there going to be a problem I was like oh there wouldn't be any problem I was like i, I, I know that these things are very serious yeah. and if there's a time that i have to use it i will be in trouble yeah. so i can't i can't waste time i can't spare it <laughs> so um as i was standing there before that i had come for service and a lady reverend preached about faith wow so, that was that was when mommy wasn't here and then she took over and then she was preaching to us about faith and then the message touched my heart so much that i kept it in my heart Aish. so she didn't keep it in her download she kept it in her heart come on so i was like the first mistake that happened i sorted humans and then they corrected it for me mm. and then still the problem story occurred so the best thing i could do was to turn to the lord wow so i decided not to go and complain about it i, de- I didn't even tell my mother i didn't tell my brother i didn't tell anybody i just kept it within me and then i meditated on faith i just knew that wow. god would come through when i pray so i came to my room and around that time i was reading the book of joshua okay and then and then i remembered and then i remembered um, the part where god told him to be courageous and be of good strength wow. because the enemies he, he sees the lord doesn't see it that way wow. so i decided to pray so i just kept on praying and pray with this verse with the verse wow. and then i told god to just come through for me i'm going to be strong i'm going to be of good courage wow. so he should just come through for me so i, I was like praying about it in a series of moments and then i just forgot about it i was okay. just going about my daily activities and then I think a month later, mm-hmm. the guy called me and was like, oh, my card is the in. Passport. Passport. Okay. Okay, in. So he took a picture of the name for me. And then when I checked, the name wasn't Sang Nijay. It was Ajay Sang. Wow. Your name had been corrected in the passport. Even though they had made a mistake, the guy said, Enyeshe. It's working. Yes. So I checked. And I was like, am I... Am I seeing the rise? Are you fact, seeing clearly? I called my roommate and I was like, can, can you come and check something for me? You couldn't believe your eyes. Yeah, so you wanted like, to believe someone else's I sh- eyes. I showed her the receipt and I was like, what do you see here? And she was like, a sign J Modesta. And then what do you see with the second one? And then she was like, a J sign. And wow. I said, I prayed about this and God gave me. You didn't complain. I didn't you didn't call the guy. You didn't pay anyone. You didn't call even your mother. But God changed it for you. God changed it for you. Wow. So I just in my room and I was like God is not dead wow. he is alive so all we need to do is to trust him and have faith amen what would you like to tell the church I would like to tell um, everybody that we should be conscious of the word and we should put our faith in him God. because the Bible tells us that faith without works is nothing yeah. so as you have faith include works mm. believe and take the step wow. and he will come to you for it. amen God bless put your hands together for her let's welcome Stephanie to bring us a testimony oh put your hands together for Stephanie she's coming all the way from the back Please introduce yourself. Hello, hello, church. My name is Stephanie. Oh, just Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> Please come closer. Come closer. All right. 
please I'm in there in contact service. Okay. Alright. What's your testimony about? My testimony is about a divine escape. Divine escape. Yes. Wow. What happened? Okay, so um, Sunday when we came to church, I think the film stars have already explained what mommy said. Um, it was about mommy saying that um, we should um, give a sacrifice mm-hmm. or an offering and that it can do a lot of things for us, can sort a lot of things out for us. Okay. So last week, I actually had a very tight budget. I a had very what? Tight budget. Yeah. <laughs> I had spent some clothes to be sewn, so like I... I had spent quite an amount like mm-hmm. on Sunday, so I was like, this week, I'm really not spending anything. Okay. So um, I think within the week, my niece came back from school. I usually go to my granny's place from time to time. Okay. And she came back from school, and I asked her, where's her homework? And she said she doesn't have homework, and I asked her why. She said she doesn't have books. Oh. Yeah. She goes to one of the public schools. Okay. She just doesn't have books, so when there's homework, she cannot do it. And I wow. said, okay. So I told her that when she goes to school, she should ask about their books. Then I'll sort it out for her. Then she said, okay. Uh, Auntie then Steph. She... <laughs> Auntie Steph. <laughs> allow, 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 allow. So um, she came back the next day. I asked her about the, um, the, the amount yes, she was supposed to pay. And I think for some reason, she wanted me to come to the school. Mm-hmm. So she said that she forgot to ask. So she, me, I should come myself. You follow her to the school? Yes, okay. So I told her to take the lead. I would join him. So I went with him. And then they gave me the bill. And then I sorted it out for him. You sorted it out? Yes, ah. I sorted it out for him. So... um. Just after sorting it out, I picked the car to come to campus. Okay. Yes. So on my way, we got to Buidi, mm-hmm. and then there was a police checkpoint. Okay. And they were supposed to inspect the car. So we just opened the door, and then the policeman just looked into the car. And then the first thing he said was, if you see someone fidgeting by you, mm-hmm. give the person out. Or if they catch the person, they'll catch the two of you. Hey. Asemo. Uh, if someone is sitting by you, the person is fidgeting. Yes. Whether he's feeling hot or whether he, you just give the person up, that he's fidgeting. Okay. And then I what happened? Somebody is fidgeting by you. So he was just looking into the car. He looked into the the back. Mm-hmm. So at the back seat, there were four guys sitting there. Okay. Then two of them were fidgeting. So he told the mate that he should open the boots. Then I think one person was hiding. One policeman was hiding. It was even a lady. She was hiding at the back, looking okay. at them. Then I think they had weed on them. So the wow. other person dropped it by the other one. Mm. And he didn't say anything. So immediately she shouted at them and brought them down from the car. And right there, they put a handcuff on both of them. Wow. Yes. And by me, there was a Rasta guy sitting by The moment he sat by me in the car. <laughs> Relax. You have to listen to the testimony. There was a Rasta guy beside you. Is it long or short Rasta? It's just Rasta. Okay, and what happened? So, the rest is not by me. I felt very uncomfortable. For some reason, I don't know why. I just felt very uncomfortable. Then this guy brought something out. As the policeman it. was yes. there, he was I fidgeting. Yes, he was fidgeting. He was pushing that thing in between our seats. Hey! So, did you give up the guy? Hey, how was I supposed to give him up? Hey! Somebody say, EA. Between giving him out and then and facing the problem of never using that route again, because if I go and use that route again and he comes to meet me in the car, there'll be trouble. 
So what happened? So, I decided to keep quiet, but my heart was really beating. I think if the man had just looked at my face, you know that there was something wrong. Oh. My heart was really beating. And this guy was really looking straight, like he was doing nothing. And, and look forward and smile. And I was so uncomfortable, I didn't know what to do. So, right there, the police guy just looked at him and said, give me your bag, I want to search it. He had already removed the thing out. So he took the bag and he, he kept searching. And I don't know, for some reason, he was not finding anything. Mm. Then he just picked out a scissors out of the bag and said that, what is he using a scissors for? Mm. Then I'm like, ah, scissors? And the guy's even a carpenter. I'm like, scissors can be used for anything. Okay. Right, and the guy just started saying something that does not even make sense. Because it's like he's been doing something, so the thing had just, like, there was yeah. pressure on him. He didn't know what to say. The weight of his sins was upon him. <laughs> So right there, the policeman just said, that's okay. Then come out and come and explain what Why you are using a CGS for, for in your bag. And I don't even see what's, what's the legal the, basis for having a CGS. I mean, everybody has a CGS. So, and they brought the guy out of the car. And they told us that we can now go. Wow. So that the policeman knew that the guy was hiding something. Like, it's like, he, I don't know, for some reason, he just felt like... He so, just wants to bring the guy out of the car. So the policeman didn't find the thing the guy had he put in the car. He didn't find the thing the guy had hidden in the car, but he just brought him out and we wow. left him there and we, we drove off. So if the policeman had found it, what would have happened to you? Ah, but they had brought someone down. I was certainly going to come down. Wow. So. <laughs> and I'm sure, like these cases, I would have, I would have to pay my way through it. And how much I would have paid would be nothing compared to what I paid at my Lizzie school. Seriously. Wow. And. Before I actually pay that money, I usually don't really pray about like giving people things. Mm. I just when maybe somebody needs something and the person asks me and I have How it, much I just give it? it out. But um this time I actually prayed about it and I told God that let this um, money I'm giving go before me instead of wow. yes. and that morning I really feel that that was the offering the, that the sacrifice you made settled an issue before you. Wow. Instead of making a sacrifice to the policeman. Paid your nieces for your nieces to send God delivered you. Amen. So what would you like to tell the church, Stephanie? I would like to tell the church that everything we, we say in church, everything we pray about, it's, we should just have faith in it because if you really believe it, it's actually going to do a lot of things for you. Wow. And I'm really happy about how God saved me from all that trouble. That Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for what a powerful testimony. Amen. <laughs> Your hand clap is too weak. Hallelujah. Hey, what a testimony. What testimonies. If the policeman found a thing in between, is it for her or it is for the man? So both of you will come down. Yeah. Hallelujah. Our pastor has been teaching us about neutralizing the cases. Hallelujah. And last week we started learning about how to neutralize cases. How many of you remember? how to neutralize cases restoring the relationship between the father and the son daughter and the mother hallelujah amen and sacrifice and today i can't wait to hear what my pastor has for me today i am tell your neighbor my heart is open oh tell your neighbor my heart is open i am ready to receive the word of god and I can promise you, you will never be the same. Tell your neighbor, 
I will not be the same. I want us to put our hands together to welcome our pastor, the anointed servant of the Lord. Put your hands together for Sister Joy. Your majesty, your king of kings, we bow down Come on, lift your voice and sing it. so grateful to be here this afternoon and we ask that as your word comes lord it will come to each of us and lord what we need is what we will receive we give you praise for all that you've done and all that you continue to do in jesus mighty name and everyone shall say amen and amen and before you take your seat you want to lift up your bible if somebody from the present service is by you tell them here we lift up our bible Later, every homie, we lift up our Bible. You want to say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. It's been an exciting service. <laughs> Amen. Even though I was looking at where the encounter dances and wondering where. Am I the only one who missed some people inside? Hey. Mercy. It's powerful. And the film was interesting. Please, it's not me who was preaching. No. Angel says that. And that. You don't know it's called Angel. It's called Angel. He says that. When you take out the offering, check your spots. <laughs> ah, isn't that what he told his sheep? He said, either you change the offering or change what you are wearing. I think it's a fair deal. I think it's a fair deal. <laughs> So please inspect your neighbor's hair. If the hair is looking... Nowadays, it's not only the girls who spend money on their hair. The guys too. The guys too, yeah. So when you look at the haircuts, ask him that that haircut, how much? How much was it? How much? And this hair, how much? <laughs> and they ask them, did it match your offering? Did it match <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Thank you very much. It's been interesting. Amen. Before I start preaching, I just have to introduce some visitors that we have in the house. Amen. We have Reverend Daniel Goodman and his wife. 
Oh, please, if you don't wave at us, we don't know you. And they are coming all the way from Boku. And <laughs> right beside them, we also have Lady Pasta. In fact, Mrs. Goodman is soon going to be Pasta. Lady Pasta Goodman. And Lady Pasta Aisha is about to be Lady Reverend Aisha from Bogatanga. They are here visiting. They are here doing other things in town. But we are blessed to have you with us this afternoon. Amen and amen. Wow. I want you to push your neighbor and say, neighbor, have you been here throughout the Neutralizing the Curse series? Or and tell your neighbor that if you missed some, I mean, you are not wise. You have to, you have to do something about it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, before I get into my preaching, I just want to um, say a couple of things. The first thing that I want to say is that next week Sunday is a very special Sunday. Amen. It's a very special Sunday for the whole of the UD, the UO, the AD, and all of us who are associated with Bishop Dikewood Mills. Amen. It's our father's 60th birthday. Yeah. Now, I know that some of you, where you are coming from, your birthday is never celebrated. But don't worry about it. Celebrate somebody else's birthday, and one day it will be your turn. Are, are you with me? Because we are from different backgrounds. It's not everywhere that your birthday is celebrated. But it is a good thing to do. How many of you have celebrated your birthday before and you enjoyed it? Let me see your hand. Yeah, are you seeing it? Yeah, so you're about to join that group also. Amen. But a 60th birthday is also a very significant milestone. Yeah, very, very, very significant milestone. And so we're going to be celebrating it here next week. Our father is the kind of person who is not looking for, for many things. But the one thing he really, really likes are souls. So I want you next week to bring two other people with you. Amen. Oh, I said amen. People you know who need Christ or who used to be in Christ and they backslidden or, you know, just, just bring them to church and we will preach and I believe that souls will be saved. Is it a good plan? Yeah. We're just celebrating him. Amen. And then there are a lot of very interesting things that are going to be happening here. So you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. Because it's a birthday, we're going to be in white. Because we're celebrating. Amen. And during the week, if we send you flyers or we send you DPs, put them up. Put them up. Are you there? Put them up. I remember I told you, one of the ways of getting out of a curse is also honor. Yeah, one of the ways of climbing into a curse is dishonor. And I can promise you that some of the problems we have in our nation is because of the dishonors we have done. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't need to even know what it is. But you know, when you see sometimes our president is preaching and then you go and read the comments people put up there, you know of it for a fact that there's trouble behind this. Nobody will arrest you, but Charlie, you have broke, you have bridged a law. Because it is give honor to who honor is due. And it talks about Jesus said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. Are you there? So, so when we do those things, you know that there, there are some things operating. 
which we have brought upon ourselves. And I believe that as these things are turned around, God will help us. Amen? Hey, you are very quiet again. Why? Because I spoke about a case. But the thing is there. Ah, whether I say it or not, it is there. Yeah. And if you are one of those who has opened your mouth to say such a thing, uh, you should go and look for mercy from God. Yeah. Man, but me, I don't like that. It's beside the point. It's beside the point. Tell anybody it's beside the point. Yeah. Some things we just don't do them. Is that okay? Hey, hello. Beautiful. We just don't do certain things. Hallelujah. I also wanted to say, as I listened to Stephanie's testimony, and she talked about names, eh? Mm, go and check yours. You know, we have a lot of names. And, ah, it was Modesta's testimony. I beg your pardon, not Stephanie. Modesta's testimony. Many of us, we do exactly what she's talking about. On, you know, on this document, you put it this way. On that document, you put it the other way. On the other. So please, this one is, I'm not preaching. It's just free advice. Check it before you need it straightened out. Yes, a close relative of mine, he had gone outside. He qualified to apply for American citizenship. And when he had to take his documents, on one document he was one, two, three, four. On the other document he was two, three, four, one. On the next document he was something, something, something. They had to go and fetch his 80-something-year-old mother and carry her to the embassy to go and say that I have a son, his name is one, two, three, four. (laughs) <laughs> and after what he went through, I remember him sending a message to all his siblings, hey, all your children, and it, check their names, check it, check it. Because we call ourselves, we have, how many of you have more than two names? Let me see your hand. Mm-hmm. Anybody with more than two, you are a candidate. What about three names? Are we in the house? Mm. Four names. Yo. The more the names, the more likely the... <laughs> Please tell your neighbor your name properly. Tell your neighbor. <laughs> Some of you cry when they are telling you, when they come and ask for you, say, we don't know you. Sana is the name that, there's another name that we don't know of. Hey, please ask your neighbor, what's your bottom box name? Your bottom box, which one? <laughs> and then ask your neighbor again, that the name in heaven, which one is it? When you gave your life to Christ. Which name was written there? Which one? Which one? (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. Well, today I'm just sharing the last, um, this is my last um, part of the series because if I don't end it, it's gone on long enough. This is our sixth week or so. And if you missed anything, I want you to just go back and listen to it. And last week I started talking about neutralizing the curse. I need to say that when I started preaching, I did mention another one or two other means. And I said to you that the word of God and wisdom were two very important ways of getting out of a curse. Amen? There's some wisdoms that, especially the wisdom that comes from above, the Bible calls it, it says, it is is easy to entreat. It is full of mercy and good fruit. It's different from worldly wisdom, and it often can get you out of a curse. Amen? Then we talked about the word of God. One of the things or the reasons why people walk into a curse is because sometimes the curse is there, but you didn't read the word, so you didn't know. Are you there? Like many people, it is in church that they heard about the curse over somebody who's quarreling with the father. Mm. You are you, you are beating your father before. 
Oh, today you are saying, but you were, when you were a teenager, you did things. You have insulted your father. You have pushed him before. Hey, you have done things. So you sort out those things by sorting out that relationship. You must go and ask for forgiveness, not just from God, but from the father. Amen. Oh, I said amen. amen. Beautiful. Then we also spoke about canceling a, a curse by a sacrifice. Amen. Oh, you are very quiet today. Oh. I don't know whether you have not eaten or you have eaten too much. Both of them can have the same result. <laughs> and we shared on this extensively last week. I'm going to pick it up again talking about how to neutralize a curse with blessings. Amen. Yeah, with blessings. Because the Bible is full of that. You will see the curse and then you see the blessing. Or in fact, you see the blessing and a few um, verses down, you'll see the curse. So I'm quickly going to go through that and then I'll share one or two other things. And we'll... I was sharing, in fact, I started here and this was where I shared with you about um, your financial blessings. How many of you remember that? This is where I talked about the tithe. And how one automatically walks into a curse when you do not tithe. And so you need to do the right thing. Walk out of that curse by tithing your tithes and your offerings. Ask your neighbor, have you been, did you consider your tithe? Did you think about it as you were coming or you were just walking as usual? Hallelujah. Now, <clears throat> I want to go to an, another one. I'll show you the curse and I'll show you the blessing. Let us go to Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 21 and 22. This was a curse that the Lord spoke in chapter 28. The Lord shall make the pestilence, pestilence was like a disease, cleave unto you until he has consumed you from off the land where you go to possess it. The Lord will smite you with consumption and with fever and with an inflammation and with extreme burning. I have to say when I was reading this, I was thinking about COVID in 2020. And with the sword and with blasting and with mildew and they shall pursue you until you perish. But in Exodus 23 and verse 25, he had spoken something and he said, You shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless your bread and your water and I will take sickness away from the midst of you. Hallelujah. Are you seeing something? So under one condition, we see that he's going to allow something. It's a curse. I mean, a disease that doesn't go away, all the harassments, all the frustrations. That's how you recognize a curse. That, remember I spoke to you about recognizing the picture that it brings. And when you look, you see so much of this. You must begin to ask yourself, that, what is that? What is that? And then it will do you good then to take your Bible, go into the Word of God, and find how to reverse it. Or you don't see what I'm saying. And here, in Exodus 23, verse 25, it says, you shall serve the Lord your God. I want you to ask your neighbor, what are you doing to serve the Lord your God? What are you doing? Because he says that for people who serve him, he has something there. What does he have there? He says, I'll bless your bread and your water. It is amazing how many problems come from food. Mm? It's amazing. It's amazing. Not just, what's the name of that watch they went and ate and some people died now? <laughs> you know, that one, it happens once in a long time. We never, we don't normally hear that. But there are so many other problems that come just from eating. The first problem in the world, it came from food. Say that. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. So that Eve, she looked at it. And she herself was telling God that when she looked, she saw that it was food to be desired. <laughs> Hello? She was tempted. Food desired to make one wise. And she ate. Then she gave it to her husband too. I'm waiting to meet Adam in heaven. That you too. Why did you eat it? Because if at least she was deceived. The Bible says she was deceived, not you. <laughs> Hello? And she ate it. And from that day till now, look at them. Some problems that have come. Hey! All from food. But do you know that it was also food that the second Adam resisted? Hey, Jesus is referred to as the second Adam. Luke chapter 4. What was the very first temptation he was given? After 40 days of fasting, is it not hunger that he will be feeling? And what the devil come again and say? Turn the stone into bread. And honestly, many of you would have done it because surely after 40 days of fasting, the one thing that you feel is some hunger. I remember about two years ago, or was it three? When I sentenced some leaders to a sparrow fast, I said they should fast from Monday to Friday, no breaking. When you start on Monday, you land on Friday at 6 p.m. Uh, it was on Wednesday that I began to see certain texts flying across the page. I was somewhere else at a program. And when I saw the texts that were flying, I told the senior pastor at the place where I went to that I beg you, eh, I have to leave and reach home. Otherwise, somebody would die. Because these children who had been fasting Monday to Friday, no food, only water they were writing. The fufu that I'm going to eat, eh? The benku that I plan to con- I <laughs> Some people are going to eat and just collapse because the body needs an easy re-entry and it was under those conditions not five days but 40 that jesus was being told that look just sort it out here make your own bread and he said na lie i won't do if he had done it huh, we would have just been in a, in, in a problem are you with me now in the same way here is the lord saying in exodus chapter 23 and verse 25 that for those who serve him he will bless our bread and our water. Then he goes on to say, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. The exact is the reverse of what we were reading before. Are you with me? Hello? Are you there? <laughs> yeah. And so the Bible is full of such things. And I'm just going to read some scriptures today. We're just going to enjoy a few scriptures and then we are out of here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Let's go to Deuteronomy 28 and verse 20. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 20 is a good place to read. I mean, the, the whole 20, chapter 28. Because the top first few verses tell you all the blessings. And the bottom tell you all the curses. Uh-huh. So when you see that you have fallen in one of the cases, scroll up and look for the blessing and see what you use to neutralize it. All right. Deuteronomy 28, because the, at this time he was speaking to his children 
And if we have the blessing, the blessing of Abraham on us, we are also part. In 28 verse 20, he says, The Lord shall send upon thee cursing, vexation, and rebuke in all that you set your hand to do until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings whereby thou hast forsaken me. So you see that a curse has, has been spoken when we forsake the Lord. Are you there? Hey, you are very quiet. Oh. Mm. Ah, you are listening. Okay. You see that the Lord has a certain kind of response when you forsake him. And when you have wicked doings, one would have thought that once we are in the house of God, everybody is trying to be kind. But it's not true. It's not true. Some of the wickedest people. Yeah. You'll be surprised. Sometimes the wickedest teacher in your school is a, is a Christian. Mm. Or an elder in a church. Hey. Hey. Are you in the house? I never fail to be surprised by some of the things people do. A lady in your house, they brought you a young child. They say she's come to help you or whatever. And the wickedness you are visiting upon the child. I remember one time a young woman, eight years old, and I asked her, what did you know when you were eight? What did you know when you were eight years old? The child shouldn't even be your maid. How? At eight. That's a child. And you call yourself a Christian. Hey, are you in the house? Yeah. You are the madam, so the wickedness. You are the boss, so the wickedness. Hmm. Are you there? <laughs> when we come to church, Charlie, we have all spotted it. We all look very, very kind. I remember a certain Christian lady, the, children, the young people in the house who were not her children. When you see that the plate is full, it means that the food was going bad. Yeah. Otherwise, the food is just some little portion. And I remember at the time her child was, her first child was about five. And the first child's food would be more than this boy who was 19. Because at the age of 19, you are more than a track. <sighs> Recently, I sent them to go and buy some kinky. When they brought it, I asked them how much was the kinky. They said it was four cities. And the thing was so small. I said, I thank God I don't have any young man living in my house currently. Because as I looked at the small thing, I said, I will have to buy about four per young man. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. When I looked at the size, you know, I said, hey! Lady Reverend's house, when you see them buy kinky, stop who? They are known. They are known in the Kenke buying spots. They are known. They are known. <laughs> and when I looked at the one for four cities, I said, "Oh no, I'm not for who am I? Because for the guy to be four, if you have three sons, and each one is going to eat three, no, not two, three for three or four, because the normal Kenke they were eating two, so now it's three or four. So one child is 12 cities times three on the Kenke alone. There will be no <laughs> Anyway, are you here? 
I don't know how I got into that. But the Lord is saying here that yeah, the wickedness, and I'm saying that look at how a young man eats, then a five-year-old's food is more. There's it's wickedness. And so I just want to say to the ladies in the house, if you visit wickedness on somebody just because it's not your child, this scripture is for you. No, it's true. It is true. It's a curse that has come straight away. Straight away. Because he says that, <laughs> he says that cursing, vexation, rebuke in all that you set your hand to do until you are destroyed and until you perish quickly. <sighs> Ask your neighbor, I hope you are kind to the people in your house. Mm. I hope you are kind. Wife who won't sleep with your husband. I hope you are. It's also wickedness because if he was an unbeliever, you know that he can go and sort himself out somewhere. But just because he's a God fearing man. Oh, Kodana, wash your trusses. There are children here. We shall have another day to discuss, to discuss this particular issue. This particular issue. We shall have another day to discuss it. Yeah, but it's wickedness because you know the person has no way out. Hey, are you there? Mm. And that's why the Lord spoke a curse. But the blessing is there. And he says that he will bless you. Are you here? Yeah. yeah. He will bless you. That is if you turn around and you, you set your things in order. Because the curse comes from not serving him. The curse comes from wickedness and not serving him. So the opposite is also true now. That as you are kind and as you serve him, the blessing comes upon you. Hallelujah. And he says that that blessing will come upon your storehouse. May your storehouses be blessed. Your storehouses, whatever you do for a living, may it be blessed. He goes on to say that may you be blessed in all that you set your hand to. Hallelujah. May every work of your hand, whatever it is, let a blessing of God come upon it. it. says he will bless you in the land that he has given to you. Hallelujah. Some of you think that unless you go to another place before the blessing of God will come upon you. But I need you to understand that the blessing of God, he places you in a certain place and when he comes to find you there, that's where your blessing comes. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Not a place that you have defined for yourself. And that is why you can go to some of the roughest places on earth and yet there's somebody prospering over there and you can come to a place that looks as if everybody should be doing well and yet somebody is not doing well probably because he or she is out of place hallelujah are you with me this afternoon it's a blessing coming upon you turn to your neighbor and say neighbor god has put us here until further notice I can see some final year students who are here to try and finish their pieces. Hey! As you are finishing school, kindly stop using your mind. It doesn't go far. Hey! Are you there? You are smiling. I said your mind does not go far. If your mind goes far, can you please tell me what will be happening today at 6 p.m.? Do you know? If you don't know what will happen at 6 p.m., how do you know what will be happening in your life next year by this time? Hey! <laughs> And so as school is ending, obviously it is ending, you have to finish. But your question should be, Lord, what next? Lord, what next? Lord, what next? And he will give you an answer. And if he tells you that, the answer is that you are going to do your national service in a town called Begreboy, you say, Lord, where is it on the map? I'm gone. No, it is true. It means that's where he will bless you. 
Or you don't understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It means that's where he'll bless you. Say, Lord, I've never heard of Begre Boy before. Come, I'll show you where on the map it is. It's the name of a town. <laughs> hey, hallelujah. Another, are you enjoying the blessings and you are seeing the curses and the, here is another one. Are you ready? It shall come to pass. Deuteronomy 28, I'm reading from verse 15. It shall come to pass. If you do not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe all his commandments and statutes that I have commanded you this day, that all these cases will come upon you and overtake you. Verse 43, the stranger that is within you will get up above you very high and you'll come very low. Do you understand the case? So in other words, and it happens, in other words, the stranger, now when you are in a place that is your home, you should be the one on top. And a stranger comes to meet you there and you are now showing him the way. But he's saying that when you leave him and you walk away from him, and that's the only reason why God allows a case to come, that you are doing something you know, opposite to what he's asked you to do. Then he says, now the stranger who has come is rather above and you are down. Hey. Are you there? But tell neighbor, thank God that there's a blessing to undo this. Thank God. There's a blessing. There's a blessing. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 2 and 3 says, these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you if you listen to the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall thou be in the city and blessed shall thou be in the field. Verse 13. And the Lord shall make you the head and not the tail. And you shall be above only and not beneath. If you hearken to the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command you today to observe and to do them. Hallelujah. So in the same way that a curse comes because you are disobeying what he says, in the same way that when you now obey what he says and do what he says, a blessing comes. And one of the blessings that he's giving you is what you are seeing there. He says you will be the head. You'll be on top and not beneath. Somebody, you need to receive it because in your family you are the tail. But by the by virtue of this word, you are coming up to the top. Someone in your office, you are the tail. Everybody, everybody sends you. Everybody thinks you are nothing. But by virtue of the word of God, he's lifting you up and above. You don't have to go and do some funny something to try and get promoted. He is the one who promotes people. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. He says you will be above and not believe. Amen. You'll be above and not believe. Beneath. And all that he's asking for us to do, he's saying that let's take his word seriously. What he asks us to do, let us do it. Hallelujah. I watch time and year and year. I've been a pastor for a while. And I see how people take the word of God lightly. And serve God lightly. And then when disaster strikes, suddenly you have now come with your seriousness. Tell him, say, he's a bit late. It's a bit late. It's a, and it's very difficult to, to now start to follow God in the middle of your trouble. So serve him today while you can. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And so one of the ways of removing a curse is by the blessing. It's by a blessing. Now, let's continue. Another way to stop the curse is not just one blessing, but is in a multitude of blessings. A multitude of blessings hallelujah and i want to just give you the example of somebody in the bible let's go to genesis 49 
Genesis 49. I'm reading from verse 22. Joseph is a fruitful bough, even a fruitful bough by a well, whose branches run over the wall. The archers have sorely grieved him and shot at him and hated him. But his bow abode in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From thence is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. Even by the God of your father who shall help you. And by the Almighty, who shall bless you with blessings? Can you see it? Not just one blessing. With blessings of heaven above. Blessings of the deep that lieth under. Blessings of the breast and of the womb. The blessings of thy father have prevailed above the blessings of my progenitors. And to the utmost bound of the everlasting hills they shall be upon the head of joseph and on the crown of the head of him that was separate from his brethren i believe that we are familiar with the story of this young man and how he went through difficulty and that's why i like this particular type of overcoming the curse hallelujah this is somebody who walked into trouble who fell into trouble almost without even understanding why are you here and the scripture says that they hated him hey <laughs> amen sometimes you don't even know why somebody hates you the bible says they grieved him the bible says they shot at him the Bible says they hated him. So right from when he was young, he was facing hatred. How many of us know the story of Joseph? Beautiful. If you don't know the story of Joseph, tell the person. I'm sure when they were sending you to church as a young person, you were running away. You said, I don't need to go to Sunday school. What do they do? Hey, when they give you offering, then you take it and you go and buy uh, uh, <coughs> what's the name of that ice cream that's like Pocky. <laughs> That's why you don't know the story. But you see, the first part of his life, it looked like a chronicle of bad things. The first part of his life. So here you are, you are in a home with a father who is providing everything. You don't have a problem. And suddenly everything seems to turn upside down. And before you know it, you don't have anything. Are you there? It is one thing to be sold as a slave, but it's another thing to be sold by your own brothers as a slave. Then you are there, already you are a slave. God is managing you, helping you, and then now your boss's wife says she likes you. What kind of trouble is this? Eh. Not just that, she wants to sleep with you. The Bible says that she harassed him daily, daily. Not like today's young men that they don't even, just one harassment crowd, they've fallen already. But this guy, she went on and on and on and still he would not give her. Are you there? <laughs> Many are falling out, but they have not even said anything. <laughs> but not Joseph. Are you here? He kept standing, kept standing. And the reward for the standing was to go into jail. Some of you just want to have been asking, God has not yet granted it. You have thrown your whole Christian life in the baller. I mean, why? 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 But this guy was still standing for God. And in the jail cry, he was still an upright man. 
until the day came when Pharaoh needed him and he came out. Are you here? And this is where it is being described. We're now being told what it was that was happening to him. And his father was saying that what had happened was that first he had had a multitude of blessings. When they say a multitude, not just one. Not just one. We like to think that one thing will solve everything. So you are like, hey, but I've been prayerful, Lord. Why has this thing not happened? Because many things in this life need more than one step. You want to marry a wife? It's a long road. It's a very long road. Huh. When you have even seen who it is, and she has even agreed that she likes you, it's still a very long road. Yeah. I mean, as I'm saying it, I'm just looking at some young people sitting in front here. Long road. Hey. It's a very long road. Are you here? <laughs> very long road. But because of the one thing, you said, oh, I went and I went and she didn't mind me. So now that you have taken your life, cry. Please tell me about. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. For you see, because <laughs> because if not, then when you are in the situation Joseph is in, then you just abandon God totally. Because honestly, it does not make sense that your own family is against you, which is what he was experiencing here doesn't make any sense it does not make sense also that in trying to be honest and godly rather you end up in jail it doesn't make sense are you here already you have adjusted from being a rich man's favorite son you have had to adjust from that to being a slave now you have not gone near the person now the person has gone to tell lies on you you see and things have gone from bad to worse I'm talking to somebody today. Stop freaking out. It's not time to freak out. Don't freak out. Do you understand when I say freak out? Freak out. So you have thrown everything over body. Hey, me, I've been praying. I've not been listening. I'm just going to sort it out myself. Hey, hey, hey. Take your time. Take your time. What you need is a number of blessings, not one. So let us take a look at the kind of blessings. The first one was the blessing of the heavens above. And this afternoon, I'm standing here as your pastor and I'm saying to you that may the blessings from the heavens above, may they find you. May they come upon you. Hallelujah. The person behind the uh, screen is about to have a problem. (laughs) Are you there? What are the blessings of the heavens above? But the dreams and the visions. Some of you, you have had dreams, you have had visions. Just because it has not come to pass yet, you have thrown the whole thing out and you say that, oh, maybe it's not God. Hey, take your time. Take your time. Take your time. Sometimes from the day you see the thing to the day it happens, it's a whole half lifetime. This boy, he knew he was going to be a leader. As a boy, he was an adult. I think almost 40 years old or more before it happened the blessings, your dreams and your visions the things that God speaks to you about in your heart and I tell you if you are a child of God, he is speaking if you are saying that "Eh, God doesn't speak to me, no you don't hear him you don't hear him, because when he is speaking he has different ways to speak it is the writer of Proverbs who said I pass by the field of the lazy man 
and I considered. So he was just walking. You, you were walking to come to church this morning, passing by the field of a lazy man, but you did not know that God was speaking to you from that field. But the guy who was walking around saying that God talks to me, he received a message. And the message that he received was that, listen, the lazy man's field, there will be thorns in it. The lazy man's field, there will be thistles. It was a message that he received. I went by the field of the slothful. The vineyard of a man devoid of... He was not hearing any verse. He was walking. What has God shown you that you will not learn? That you will not hear? He has brought you to the point where you are almost bankrupt. You don't have anything. And you still cannot see that he's talking to you. You still cannot see that he's sending you a message. You still cannot see that with this your... Uh, what should I call it? You know, some of us we are good and bad. Today you believe, tomorrow you doubt. You still cannot see that you're doing and doubting, doing and doubting, spoiling things. You cannot see that the following God, you follow Him today, tomorrow you are stealing, tomorrow you are doing that, you come back to Him. You can't see. You can't see that the double life is not working. You can't see. Many of us, we have a double life. So he's speaking. But you can't see. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Yeah. This your mouth. Many of you use your mouth to kill what God is bringing. Oh yeah. Several times, I'm with, you can ask those who are around me. Several times I've had to rebuke them. And I said, never, never say this around me. Never say it around me. And then we ask you so hard things. You say, hmm... Nowadays, now same business, they are difficult. Of course it will be difficult. You said it. You. Hey, see that you are very quiet on me this afternoon now. Yeah. But you have used your mouth to suck the blessings of God. It's like, bro. Listen. The demon called Obre is walking around. When you said that thing, he came, and the demons, when they are coming, they bring their chair. And as you open the door with your mouth, they said, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking to some people. I said, I'm talking to some people. Yeah. Joseph had received something. He had the dreams and the visions. It also gave him a certain kind of spiritual or supernatural wisdom those were the blessings from above the blessings from above never take it lightly you are waiting you only believe in what somebody comes to tell you yeah but you have dreamt something and you have seen something now you are using your mouth to spoil it you have married somebody now you are using your mouth to break the, the marriage and you think God does not mind your double life? Of course he minds. Of course he minds. Let's continue. Take us back. The blessings of heaven. No, you were on the correct. Take us back to the blessings. Look at the second one. So do we agree that Joseph had the blessings of heaven? Okay. Ask your neighbor, uh, please, do you also have the blessings of heaven? 
if your neighbor says no, tell them that you are inside the group God is talking about, that pastor is talking about. He talks all the time. Oh, sometimes you even just open your Bible and it is, it's just what you read. You just turn on your whatever. Somebody is preaching and the word, you don't know that it's God talking to you. That's why you opened your TV at that particular time, at that particular channel. Okay, let me continue. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. The blessings of the deep that lieth under. This is a blessing of wealth. There is nothing that is valuable that lies on top. On top. It will first be under. It will first be under. It will first be under. If you are looking for any jewel that brings in something, it's under. You are looking for any oil that brings in, it's under. You are looking for any precious stone that's it's under. It's under. Not everything. You are looking, many Africans look for wealth that is lying on top. It's all part of the case of Ham. We don't like to look for the one that is under. I tell you that there's a wealth in your Bible if only you drag under to see it. It's not lying on top. Oh. It's not on top. It's under. Yeah. It's under. Are you there? That's why when you don't read your Bible, you don't know anything. But if you opened it and you went under, to go under, you meditate on it. You find another book on it. You find a message on it. Suddenly, it's making sense. It's making sense. If you had been meditating on it, hello, I'm talking to some people. I tell you something, eh? The poverty that we are experiencing as believers is not the will of God. I can tell you that one, 100%. But we are experiencing it because we have not looked for the way out. The blessing of the deep. The blessing. Oh, but pastor, I pay my tithe. That's only number one. It's lying on top. Under, 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 under. When you start to read the word and meditate, you will suddenly begin to see other scriptures. This book of the law shall not depart from out of your mouth, but you will meditate on it day and night, being careful to do all that there is therein. Then shall you make your way prosperous. Then shall you make your way have good success. But hey. Hello. Hey, you are suddenly very quiet. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but it's there, it's in the scriptures. He said, meditate on it, read it, understand it. If you don't understand it, you see, today in God's world, you cannot, there's no excuse for not understanding. Because the Bible is there in every language. When you cannot read, there's the red one. That is red for you. You can't say, you cannot say. You can, but you are rather running after somebody, bless me, bless me. It's only the bless me that we know. It has its place, but it's not the only one. What is in the scriptures, if only you knew. If only you knew. Your freedom is in the scriptures. Your wealth is in the scriptures. Your rent is in the scriptures. Your, your school fees are in the scriptures. Your wealth is in the scriptures. That bill you cannot pay, it's in the scriptures. Just pick it and stay on it and enter. At times I'm dead, then somebody will send me a text and ask me. <laughs> um, the person will say, I read this or that or that. What does it mean? I have to restrain myself when I'm answering. Oh, I had a dream. Yeah. 
you saw that thing, what attempt did you make to understand it? But you want somebody to just do their work for you. Then that person will collect the blessing. Hello? When you read, you didn't understand. Well, you read King James. We don't speak King James English anymore. Where is your New Living Translation? Where is your Message Bible? Where is your Bible in Basic English? Where is your Amplified Bible? It's not money. Your head like money. Your head like money. All free. You don't need nothing. It's all free. Just an app. You just open free Bible, free, free Bible, free one, free, free, free. Look at your head, free. If you don't have it, you're the one I'm describing. <laughs> Listen, the King James Bible, we read it and we learn it just to frighten people. <laughs> but when you want to understand, then you go and open NLT. Or BB is something that you can understand. We use the oh King James, at least me, I use it just to frighten people. <laughs> the way it is written. <laughs> for when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first or okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Charge the version. Are you there? But when I want to understand it, please change the version. <laughs> the blessings of the deep may a certain desire to see what is deep come upon you so that you'll be able to find your gold and find your silver are you there isn't it is there it is there. i have messages if i show you when i started preaching that message maybe 10 years ago and as i've stayed on it the things that have Come up. Come up just by staying there. It's there for all of us. Ask your neighbor, did you read your Bible this morning? Yeah, please don't ask. You'll be depressed. Let's continue. <laughs> hey. The next one. <laughs> the next one is an interesting one. The blessings of the breast. And I can hear some brothers say, I don't have a wife. Hold on. And some of us are saying that, Lord, we don't understand what you are talking about because our breasts are hanging in front of us and we don't know what they are. Hang on. The blessings of the breast are the blessings of comfort and provision. That is what a breast provides to a child. Comfort and provision. Or even to an older person, somebody who gathers you to their breast. It is comfort and provision. It's time to stop roaming around the wrong place. Oh, yeah. These were the blessings of Joseph. That's how come he was able to survive all that he survived and come out with his head still straight. Do you understand? Yeah. Comfort and provision. God gave it to him. I want to tell you that the Lord is your provider. Yeah. I said the Lord is your provider. Take it from me. There is no bill he cannot pay. There is no bill. You just need to listen and listen again. He has a way out for you. Hallelujah. Oh, pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. I may not know your exact problem, but I believe me, I've also had my share of them. He has never let me down. Amen. Never let me down. Somehow, somewhere, there's an answer. 
If I just walk with him close enough, there is an answer. But what happens is that we'll be walking with him and then when we think that he has not answered by this time, then we find our own solution. In dinner, we are in debt. That's why there's a debt there. Yay. What I'm saying, is it true or is it not true? You were waiting now for him to bring your rent. It's like the rent was not coming. So, Charlie, Hey, it's not everybody who borrow from you. Some people, when you borrow from them, it is like you have put a, a, a what? Hey. Now I hear those of you who went for the quick loan and you threw your sim away. No, they are tracking you. Mercy. Ask him what to do. Hallelujah. And then the last one there is, is the blessings of the womb. The blessings of the womb. That those are your children. Don't accept to be childless. Don't accept it. Just know that he has different ways of doing it. Yeah. Somebody you pray one year, it comes. Somebody you pray five, it comes. Somebody you pray seven, it comes. Somebody you end up having to adopt somebody else's child. And when you adopt the child, suddenly you see that you are pregnant with your own. We don't know his ways. Somebody too is the other person's child that becomes your child. We don't know his ways, but he gives you the blessings of the womb. I want you to believe that for every issue that you have, for every persistent problem that is robbing you of happiness, there is a blessing to counter it. Hallelujah. May the blessings that come and counter everything that looks like a curse in your life, whether it's your fault or it's not your fault, may the blessings flow and just counter it in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The last one that I was going to share, that I will be sharing with you, is how to overcome, how to neutralize the curse by the word of a prophet how to neutralize it by the word of a prophet. But for that one, I've decided that I don't want to preach it. I'm bringing to you a young anointed prophet from the 24th to the 26th of May. 24th is a Wednesday to 26th of May. Make yourself available because maybe for you, it is the word of a prophet that is going to break the case for you. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So I don't want you to isolate yourself. The guy is a young man. You may not have seen him on uh, billboards. He's a young man, but I tell you, the person who recommended him to me is a prophet we know in this house. Somebody whose fruit we have enjoyed. Reverend Arthur Dixon, we have enjoyed his fruits. And Reverend was the one who introduced me to this young man. And you know what he told me? He said, if you think I am spiritual and you think I am a prophet, wait till you hear this one. So, amen. So I decided to just leave this chapter. Is that okay? I'm leaving this chapter. And I'm going to believe God. I'm not going to tell him the topic. But I'm just going to believe God. That as he comes, any curse that has been left dangling around dangling around it will be sorted out may every curse in our lives be neutralized 
anything somebody has done said didn't do we ourselves they let it be neutralized in our lives and may the lord cause us to prosper in jesus name just stand to your feet lift up your hands and begin to pray begin to thank god begin to thank god that there's no curse that is affecting you that can stand oh yeah there is none whether it was a mistake of yours or something that somebody did or said long ago oh you know that you are free just talk to the lord for a few minutes Lift up your voice and pray. 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 Father, we thank you so much for this series on neutralizing the case. Thank you for showing us the things that we didn't know that we needed to know and thank you for showing us how to neutralize them i pray lord that whatever remnant is left lord that it will be dealt with during this convention that is coming up i thank you even for the opportunity oh god i thank you even for the man of god that will be coming i pray lord that you will speak to your servant and that he will do exactly what you've asked him to do i thank you so much for your help and for delivering us and for helping us to see the stones in front of us Thank you for your deliverance in the mighty name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, maybe you are here this Sunday, you've not given your life to Jesus. That's the beginning of it all. That's the beginning of it all. You want to give your life to Jesus. He shed his blood. It was that shedding of his blood that delivered us from the curse. That was the beginning of it all. And so you are here. You are saying that I've not given my life to him. I come to church because I like such things. Or somebody invited you. But you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Just lift up your right hand. I'm going to pray a prayer with you. I'm going to pray the prayer of salvation with you. You want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Just lift up your hand this afternoon. Just lift it, just lift it, just lift it, just lift it. And if your hand is lifted, maybe I cannot see you, but you've lifted up your hand. I want you to come to me this afternoon. And we're just going to pray a simple prayer. You are, you, are, you are saved by a simple prayer. Just come to me this afternoon. Just come, just come. God bless you as you come. God bless you as you come. God bless you as you come. There is no age limit. You may be young, you may be old. Just come. Just come. Come. God bless you. God bless you. If your heart is beating, that's Jesus speaking to you. He's telling you there's something you need to sort out with him. So just come. Just come. You may be young. You may be old. You may be in the middle. You may be a very young child. It is still relevant. Just come. Oh, just come. There's already rejoicing in heaven at your decision. God bless you so much. God bless you. You're standing in front. I want to pray this prayer. And I want those of you in the hall to just join us. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me 
from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you so much for these ones who have come today to give their lives to you. I pray that you bless them. I pray that you show yourself to them. I pray that they will understand more and more of who you are and that they will grow to love you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-S-E. God richly bless you.